Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? Kelly Butler is a former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, but he also played in the NFL. Butler now works with indigenous children in Winnipeg. Playing for a purpose, works with young people, providing mentorship and creating opportunities. Kelly, as a black man and a former professional athlete, how are you feeling watching all of this unfold? It's your host with the most, it's your boy KB. How are we doing today? Come on, come on. All right, all right, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just making sure, I'm just making sure how we feeling. Black History Month, February 9th, it's the push. We're in a time that I have a lot to be inspired by as a black man. Being part of a community as a whole in Winnipeg, as a larger whole from the United States, and being able to collaborate to do some inspiring things. Challenging, but inspiring. When I look at history, I look at right now, but I look at where was I at a year ago? And I ask myself, where were you at a year ago? During black history, what were you doing as a black person, as an ally, as things that were going on during history? How was your history on the culture? The history of the culture doesn't start just in February. It doesn't start in 2021. It's been around for a while and it can be relatable because it's here happening in Winnipeg. It's happening to the listeners in the States and black history. We are inspiring and encouraging. As I look today, there's two ways I wanted to approach this podcast. Initially, I wanted to teach the way that I was taught, but the way that I was taught doesn't always mean that it's the right way to teach, but there's a lesson to be learned here about black history. And for the young people listening, please let your egos go. Because when history is being made, there's certain things that are always going to be there. And I've always told you this. All Americans, it's with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name, my name is Kelly Butler. I didn't have an opportunity to speak at Black Lives Matter that was happening because of George Floyd. History was made, voices were heard, and what changed? That opportunity, that platform, the way it was presented to Winnipeg, that group, what has changed? How have you taken the history of a black man, George Floyd, and you took the stage in front of 17, 18,000 Winnipeggers, you had an opportunity to speak, you had an opportunity to showcase what you wanted to do, and now, what have you done with it? How have you allied the larger communities how have you worked with the black communities to bring us together? In what direction have you taken that movement and that energy of 17,000? I'll wait. Oh, man. Did we just drop the ball? Did we drop the ball? Ask yourself this question. After you have an opportunity to showcase an obstacle during Black History Month, you have to ask yourself, what's the why? 
What's the reason that I'm bringing this to the forefront? Is it for myself as a black person? Is it for myself as a black woman, a black man, an elder, a youth? When we talk about black history, we can make it relatable. We can articulate it, but we have to make it informative and we have to bring it together to build it up. During last year's rally, we brought it together, but we broke it up into different groups, subgroups got sub-opinions, and some people didn't get a chance to speak. That's sad. Because when you think about people that have dreams that turn into nightmares, that turn into reality, the reality was that that platform was beautiful for certain people. As a black man, let me remind you, please. Fellow Americans, Canadians, we brought that protest because of what happened in the States, did we not? As a black man, it should be heard from black men how we are treated in the States and here. Allyship means being able to work with both men and women of color, but not be able to to pretend to have a bigger purpose and not see the bigger picture. That broke my heart. It broke my heart because a lesson was learned there. My daughter would never see her father speak, but it wasn't my time to be heard. I wasn't ready. But as a young person, you guys skipped a big step. I want to make this very clear to the group that organized this, the college kids that didn't have the time or the kindness. You skipped a step. You didn't talk to anybody. And the people that you were talking to gave you the wrong information. There was a big lesson to be learned there because I learned it. Sometimes young people will make poor decisions and it'll take 20 years for them to come back to that reality of how poor that choice was. But that's on them. And was as it is on me, when I decided to skip a step and jump the gun and go to the NFL. When you skip a step and don't talk to people that have gone these footprints in black history and black lives matter, and you just jump on the bandwagon, and you happen to be in Winnipeg and you don't really see it from the bigger picture, but now you can't be seen because I don't, I don't hear from that particular group. Now, what does that tell younger people? What does it tell younger people when you have the opportunity to speak up, speak up young people, black lives matter, the group that organized last year, where are you at? What have you done? Why have you not reached out? Don't lose your voice now. Now that I have a microphone, now that I have an ability to ask you, why did you handle it the way that you did? What did we learn from this, young black people? You organized something, you isolated certain people, and you didn't give people a chance to speak. Black young people, what did you learn from last year's experience And what have you done with that man's death? I really would like an answer. 
You wanted to take somebody's death, bring it in front of 17,000 people, put on your platform for your agenda, what you done? I see you in the malls. You don't make eye contact. I walk around. I'm scary. (sighs) What's scary is you didn't do what you said you were going to do. You didn't follow through. You set a bad example. Because you try to be slick. You try to do something slick and subtle. And you try to speak to, to people in a certain way. And you got caught. Sorry. Stop playing like it's a game. Young people, this is not Grand Theft Auto. Black Lives Matter is not a Black Lives Matter video game. Being, playing with people's emotions and, and picking and choosing when and who people can speak. You too young. Stay in a child's place because y'all was children, babies, 18, 19 year olds and getting offended, sensitive words that you learn in college. The other words that I might want to use are not politically correct. So your feelings were hurt, young people. Sorry. Get over it. It's part of life. Oh, that's football coaching. Sorry. Oh, I'm just an athlete. Sorry. I'm going back to school to understand why some people feel to take that because you're young and you want to step out of a child's place. Stay in a child's place. Children during Black History Month because a child blew my mother's head off. 17-year-old kid. So children stay in a child's place. Because I was a child when I lost my, my mother during Black History Month. And as I try and give back to the black community in Winnipeg, wake up. Children, I'm speaking to you so you can listen. This is not a game. Don't take a platform and not follow through because people are watching and listening and learning. And now I can change my tone and be a teacher and switch it up. Real and simple. But let me make your heartbeat beat a little bit simple, like this. Speaking of that, that reminds me of my four sisters. And if you haven't had a chance to check out this brand, you gotta check it out. www.foursistersclothing.com We're growing, you're growing, we're going to grow together. During black history, let's grow together. Let's make history changing history by putting us together. There's a million reasons why you can't do something, but give me one reason why you give us a chance. This family-friendly brand, www.foursistersclothing.com. And one reason came to mind. Today. Today on February 9th, I had an opportunity yesterday to go to Vincent Massey and big round of applause. Thank you. As an adult, it's hard to let your children know how bad you were hurt by something. As you get older, your emotions, you become more in tune, so you become more vulnerable. My heart was broken last year by those those college kids. As an athlete, I've had to handle loss, but it hurt me more that my daughter didn't get to see her dad speak. He was there. I wanted to support the cause, but I was heartbroken. A lesson was learned. Sometimes in life, you're not always going to get what you want, but you have to see the bigger picture. Yesterday, excuse me, it was special. 
Vince Massey and uh, Rachel Stewart reached out. And I, and, I, and I usually respond to all my emails and I respond to all the groups that try and reach out to the foundation or me personally. And she reached out personally to me. And, and, I, and it's been a really challenging year for all of us. And especially for myself in Winnipeg and during Black History, I haven't said much. She's like, would you like to come down to the school and speak? Um, and, and we have some questions prepared for you. And I was like, this is the moment where you know, spiritually speaking, I wanted all the work to pay off, but I didn't want to be presented as the bad guy. Kelly Butler's now the bad guy in Winnipeg. And I had a chance to start over. Rachel Stewart and Lada and Aiden, those guys gave me another chance to say, well, it's about this next generation coming up. And we had an amazing conversation and they wanted to ask some questions. And here's some of the questions that they got a chance to ask me. And they're doing a documentary, so I don't want to ruin it. But I want to say that because of what happened to me during the protest, it left a bad taste in my mouth. But I'm still black. I still see youth as making, wanting to make change. And I was once a youth that made mistakes. So to the people that organize Black Lives Matter, the best thing to do is pause and apologize. You didn't only offend me, you offended other black men that you didn't let speak. So I'm not going there. But that's why I say you have a chance to change and grow and learn. But if you want to stay in that environment, you haven't, le you haven't learned that lesson. Now, on the other side, this particular group from Vincent Massey, I'm still a little bit hesitant getting back involved with, you know, black, the black community. But young people, they don't know what's going on. They're not aware of what's happened. And, and Rachel reached out and has these questions for me and says, can you want to hear me talk? And we go back and first, can you come down on Monday? I'm like, all right, cool. And I have no idea who Rachel is. And I, and I get a chance to, to have some questions. They say questions for interview on black history documentary. Tell us your story. You guys are very well aware of my story. What culture do you identify with? That's a very interesting question because I identify with indigenous culture. I identify with the black culture, the black Canadian culture, um, the black American culture, uh, the Jewish culture, um, the French culture, the German culture. So there's a lot of cultures I can identify with and I all have a daughter. So that was a very, that was an interesting question. When somebody looks at you, what do they see? I think it's the difference. And I think if you can look past just culture and color, you can understand it. But I know what I am, but sometimes people only see me as just black. So I thought that question was really good. We had a chance to really go in depth in that. But what do you identify as? You know, next question. Mm. Have you heard the phrase white fragility? White fragility what does it mean? How do you suggest combating it? Read the book. That's the funny thing now with education and being able to have these conversations. At 38, going back to school, because I'm going back to Purdue, it's a great opportunity to relearn some things and have some engaging conversations. And it's surprisingly in high school, the ability to make it relatable and real to the kids that we did today, it was fun. I think it was there for like two hours. Then I came back and I let Rachel, excuse me, I'll let Rachel tell you more about that because she's going to be on the podcast later. What advice would you give to young people who are struggling with the injustices that are happening in the world? 
their community, and their life. Mm. And now we begin. When you look at injustices, you have to identify on a micro and a macro, which is a bigger level and a smaller level, because sometimes terminology and words become confusing. I think one of the biggest injustices is to infight amongst communities. I think rather than collaboratively coming together to communicate, being broken into subgroups and the bickering makes the bigger problem go away. And it doesn't go away, but the energy and momentum to solve it does because it looks chaotic. It doesn't look well organized. It looks about me, 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 me. So when I look at an injustice, I say, don't let somebody's life go in vain because we're, not, we're unable to communicate saying we need to do something together, not I or this or one. No, we collectively as black need allyship from all. Allyship means all. I need help from all and we need help from all. Pretty simple. We as black people need help from all. People kind of like, well, what's the difference between this and that? We need help from all and we need help right now. Pretty simple. And we need to be reminded that this was not done to ourselves. We didn't do this to us. We as a community can get, get through this. And when I looked at what happened with Rachel and Lada and Aiden in that group at Vincent Massey, I had a chance to say, can I take something that broke my heart and bring back my heart and be able to inspire? And I told the young kids, be you and believe. Continue to ask questions, continue to have character, and continue to speak to those that have once done it, and be stand up. In black history, you got to be stand up. As a black person, you don't get to get a black pass. That is the problem with black history is the black pass. The black pass is something that for years has held the black community back, the black pass, the black card. And that's only within the black community and for the white audience and to any audience that's listening, you're going to hear a secret that nobody really likes to talk about, which is the black pass. Well, here we go. So the black pass means because you're black, you get to get away with certain things in the back. So you don't see it in the front, you see it in the dark. So certain people are motivating it and you're like, well, give him the black pass. It's because he's, you know, it's black. You know, he, he had black, you know, he's black. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, because he had to struggle and he had these things, you know, it's okay because he's black. He made it. He's one of us. But what about the bad things he did? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. He's black. I'm not understanding. But the white people, we don't like them doing that. But the black people are doing the same thing. He's black, Kelly. You're black. Black people have to stick together. That's what black people do. I said, why are we whispering? Because you're talking to yourself, Kelly. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. The black, the black card or the black pass is when something in the black community is wrong. The black community doesn't address it. But when we do something as a black person, we get persecuted by the bigger community. But the black people in the black community, if we know the black person is somewhat guilty, we give them the black effect. Oh, it's a black effect. Oh, well, you know what? We don't necessarily want to, you know, discredit him. 
you know, I'm looking for something. Hold on one sec. As I'm looking for this, I need you to listen to this. Speaking of that, that reminds me of my four sisters. And if you haven't had a chance to check out this brand, you gotta check it out. www.foursistersclothing.com We're growing, you're growing, we're going to grow together. During black history, let's grow together. Let's make history changing history by putting us together. There's a million reasons. And there's a million reasons that we had the Million Man Ranch. We've had a lot of million man people go down these lines. During black history, you have to ask yourself, what does it mean to be black, first of all? What does it mean to have allyship? And don't give somebody the black effect. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. The black, be proud. But don't give somebody a pass because they're black in the black community. Ah, well, you know what? We got to just let that slide. Those kind of things are setting up the community for, for people coming up. I could have easily stepped away and said, I'm not dealing with the black community here ever again. But that, what does that say for me as a man? Because my ego was hurt because for whatever reason, a small group didn't want to involve all of us, the black community here. I decided to say, well, I can't trust you guys. Yes, you guys. People are like, what what are you generalizing for? The Winnipeg black community, I couldn't trust anymore because my trust was broken. On top of the trust from the police and, and everybody else. And then once again, your trust with your community is broken. So it took me a minute to figure out what do you do? But as being older and you see young people coming up saying, hey, it's my turn. Hey, can you help us out? It's not about me. It's about the lessons I've learned to be able to help teach so people inspire. That's character. Character, it doesn't have a color. But a lot of great character is in the color black. So when you look at character, don't let go of your character during challenging times being black. So when I ask you, what's your character look like? What color is your character? That was the biggest thing is where's your character at? What happened with Black Lives Matter with the black community? Where's that character at? Don't give me age. Don't give me that. The character and some people in there. Where was the character and the teachers that were involved in that? What lessons were those teachers teaching that young community? Bad teaching. But there's a lot of good teachers. And if people that are offended here in the black community that are black teachers. okay, don't care. Do not fucking care one hot second during Black History Month. Because I can go, speaking of that, I have a bunch of aunts that are black that are teachers in the States that seem to really enjoy the podcast that would never do some of the things that happened to me here by black teachers. Don't understand it, but that's just the reality of Winnipeg. The black community here needs to do better. I needed to do better. And if you don't like hearing it, just tune out right now. But if you're so far in, you're like, oh, what are we going to say next? Kelly's on one of his rants. Yes, I am on one of my Kelly Butler rants. That's how mad I was with a particular part in the black community, the youth. And then I got so frustrated with the elders in the youth because they condone these inappropriate behavior. That's bad teaching. That's horrible coaching. Coach Tiller would never be like, yeah, Kelly, you ran the play the wrong way. Keep running the wrong way because you're young. We're just going to let you run the play the wrong way. And because you're black, we're not going to say anything. Coach Taylor wasn't about that. 
but some black teachers here are. So I'm like, oh, bad teaching. Go ahead. But I can't lump all teachers as bad teachers or black teachers. I have to understand that teachers sometimes are people and they might be just bad people that happen to be black. Just happens. It is what it is. Not going to get mad about that. But there's still teachers that are good, that are black, that have kids, that are doing amazing things. Amazing things. And when you say amazing things, as many times as you say it, it means you're looking for something and you say, say their names. Carol Stewart, great teacher. Lada, Rachel, and Aiden, amazing kids. I am excited to work with this group. So my point to this is because of black history, it needs to be history, the good history, the black history, the white history. And when we're talking about our history, so in our community, black people that are listening, let's keep it 100 This is just for the black listeners, because you know, it's okay to say the N-word if you're black. It's not okay to give people a pass because they're black, and it makes no sense to be able to say a word and say, well, because I'm this, I can say it. But if you say it, I can't. Most selfish rhetoric I've ever heard in my life. And I just heard that from a friend of mine talking on TV or on his live and just saying things like, you're saying the N-word, dude. I can't change the words. I'm like, Figure it out or stop talking. That's what a coach would say. Coach Tiller didn't give people an ability to speak because guess what? Everybody shouldn't have a platform to speak because they don't necessarily say the right things. Black people. Understand? What was said at that platform last time at Black Lives Matter, the protest? What was said? Do we remember what anybody said there? I'll wait. What profound thing do they say? But do we remember the speech that Martin Luther King said? Yeah, I have a dream. Yeah, he had a speaker that worked. If you're going to have 17,000 people and you're going to have a $3 speaker and nobody can hear you, understand what I mean? What I'm trying to say is today I was so inspired by young people and reminded myself of the goofy guy. A lot of your, man, you're awesome. You're awesome. Aiden, cool, cool, man. I've seen a lot of people like you in life, in business, that you do well. You'll do very well with good morals and good compass. And Rachel Stewart, man, she's a superstar. That whole class is pretty cool. And to to, to Carol Stewart, the teacher there that, that has that group going on, thank you. I understand what gives me hope is our youth. I understand as an as somebody who's 38 years old, I'm a little bit more emotional than I should be as I got older because I know it's hard, guys. I try and joke, I try and make it funny, but it was hard losing my mother and my father. It's probably hard for you guys going through COVID right now, regardless of what color you are. But if you're black and you're in Manitoba housing and you're not being able to have those things, don't give up. I mean, and look and be inspired by people that you can see and understand and saying what I'm saying is true. My tattoo says laugh now, cry later. Probably when I get done talking, I'm going to go cry. I'll pull a Drake tonight. I usually do. I go cry. Then I call my daughter. Then I go to sleep. I get up and ride my bike like But speaking of that, you know, somebody we haven't talked about my boy, Jay, Jay Z. And this is one of his beats that I had to borrow like a Kanye West. Speaking of that, that reminds me of my four sisters. And if you haven't had a chance to check out this brand, you gotta check it out. 
www.foursistersclothing.com. We're growing, you're growing, we're going to grow together. During black history, let's grow together. Let's make history changing history by putting us together. There's a million reasons why you can't do something. And you know what? There is a million reasons why you can't. All you need is one. Rachel Stewart and what she and that group are about to do. I gave her money's not a reason why she can't move forward is my point. And that's the point of this. Being able to say that if you believe and you're able to articulate what you believe, somebody will invest in you. But if you stop believing or they stop believing in you, the investment might change. But you can't stop believing. People will invest in you as you invest in them. What you give out, you will get in return. People will financially compensate your energy and your attitude by how you articulate yourself. And through that, they will hope for you that you can continue to persevere through challenging times, tough times. And sometimes that financial investment won't always be there. But what they taught you or they're teaching me and I'm teaching you is your character is values. If you have the right values and right characters, you are so valuable forever. But if you get caught up on valuables and lose your values, you're a dime a dozen. You are a dime a dozen because once you sell your soul and you don't acknowledge that you made a mistake, there you go. You are, what is it called? Fear. What do they say? False uh, evidence appearing real. Nah, you just fake, man. <laughs> you're just fake. That's all you are. And you're afraid that you now have people that are made, afraid of you or mad at you, excuse me. When you do something that you shouldn't do, now you become scared. And most people that do the most scary stuff are young kids or people that have done it for a while and haven't got caught. And then it's just like, uh-oh. Because what happens is like, fuck everyone else and run, you know, or fuck everyone around us. You understand? Fear? Fear is one of those things that you can control it, you can use it, and it can be misused in the black community. It can be misused in the white community, but it's really misleading in the black community. Black history, we have to check the facts, first of all. And that's what I think what people are afraid of. The truth. <laughs> the black truth. What is the black truth? Oh, you don't know who your father is. That's just really bad media. Your daddy's a piece of shit. That's not the truth. But black women, you say it all the time. Oh, I'm just going to be, you know, that's just some black women. And I'm not trying to generalize. But the black truth is some of the black things we say to each other are blocking us back, black people. So sit back, black people. We can go back to back. I'm not trying to rap because I'm black. What I'm saying is we already have to break stereo, stereotypical narratives of being a rapper or an athlete or this or that. But if we become educators, let's truly educate. And if we become athletes, student athletes, let's finish what we started and go back to school. And when we're back in school, let's reinvest our time, our energy. And yes, people, black people, our money. Oh, 
present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name. When you are black and you reinvest back in the black community, it reinvests back into you. AKA Jay Z, Tyler Perry. But you have to go through something to understand. At the top, I can understand why I came from the bottom. And at the bottom, I know why I want to get to the top. And I really like sitting right on the middle and seeing people come up and go and saying, you don't even know where I'm at right now. Let me remind you from where I started to where I'm at, to who I've tried to bring and who I want to come along the way. Everybody but black people to the front of the line, indigenous, everybody understand that we have to do better. My brothers, oh, excuse me, black men wait, black, black indigenous men wait. Let the women go first, my sisters, my indigenous sisters. Okay, wait, let the elders go first, let the women go first. The reality is in the black community and in the indigenous community and in the Jewish community and in the Italian community is that the elders get to eat first. They are catered to. They are looked after because they have paid the dues. They're first generation. And then the second generation takes care of the first generation. And then the third generation understands this is how culture goes. Unfortunately, if our first generation is dead, our second generation is locked up and our third generation is watching people on TV, we don't know who we are, black people. Because somebody else is telling us to play a character. And usually the character looks like, what, somebody with a bunch of chains around his neck. And talks a certain way. So we believe that's what we have to become to get out of where we are living because of a systemic issue. Because it's a capitalistic market and they get free labor. And that's the reality. Free for business is better than paying. But black seems to be free if you go to jail. And indigenous seems to be I borrow, which means I take your land. But I have the reserve, the right to say what I want on my podcast because I own it. The foundation owns it. So sometimes you have to rea realize the reality is if you don't own your rights, you don't have the right to speak, but you can speak on somebody else's behalf, which means somebody else's platform and you don't own your words. How many rappers don't own your words? How many rappers don't own their labels? So when you look at business, look at it from both sides. You're like, Kelly, so many things you said will get you in trouble with who? The reality is when you go to school and you understand entrepreneurship, investing in yourself means reinvesting in your community so you can be able to articulate on what's best for the community, the kids. Allyship is being able to speak up because I was once bullied. I still am by everybody. I was bullied by black people, white people, but more black people when I was young. And I fought back because I need you to listen to this. there she said I ain't die for you to come this far and stop Martin didn't die for us to come this far and stop Malcolm didn't either
And if you don't like understanding that when you got to look in somebody's eyes and she couldn't rise up and I had to get up every day at five years old and take care of her. And then when she got her head blown up, I had to rise up and understand that because of that kid's environment, he thought it was okay to take something that didn't belong to him. That young black man in that socioeconomical environment of Lansing because of the poverty lines and because his whatever it was, he had a mother. But I had to. From the ground up, from the people, turn the sound up, like we mean it, rise up. You want black history? I had to rise up. And then my father, he died too. Rise up. And then I had a transition, got kicked out of the house. I had to. And then I had to retake my ACT. I got an 18. I had to get a 21. I had to what? Who do you think I was doing that for? For me or for the community? For black people like me? Kids like us? All my nieces and nephews? I was like, if I can do it, you can do it because you guys are going to have to what? You thought it was going to get easier? Nah, I went to Detroit, got cut from them. Then went to Cleveland, got cut again. Then what happened? Then I got lazy and got fat and started feeling sorry for myself and got addicted to pills. Then what happened? Rise up. Gun was in my mouth and I had a choice. Pizza. That moment in Oklahoma City when that gun was pointed in my mouth and says, my black history ain't gonna be dead on this floor. And then I rose up because an indigenous man by the name of J.R. Conrad said, make a choice. Either stop running and face who you are Get ready to keep running because when you have a daughter and you look at everything that I just talked about and you ask yourself, what am I going to give to her? Kelly got a stack. Kelly got a house, big house on a hill. Kelly's so blessed, big plus XL. Kelly ain't, Kelly ain't got no you got to ask yourself, babe, you don't give a fuck how you feel or how they feel about you. You black and you proud and you a butler. Step up. Get up, get up, po. Get up and keep running for what you believe. You're black, you're white, you're beautiful. You're beautiful and this month is your month, but every month is your month and every day is your day and every minute you own it because. Po, you can keep getting back up because on this level your dad's here, on another level, your mother, your grandmother's looking down on you. Your mother's here with you, your great mother. You gotta start becoming more spiritual, people. You gotta start believing. You gotta start rising up together. We gotta stop fighting each other. We gotta stop, you know, being mad about this and being mad about that and not being able to talk because everybody wants to make it about this. The work is going to pay off. This information is not bad. It's not. You might not like hearing it. Black Lives Matter, the group that did this, you might be offended. But the truth hurts. Because I told you, the truth hurts. It was about an American that got, got killed. It was Black Lives Matter. I'm still black and I'm still ready to give back. So I did give back to a different group that wanted to they wanted to get up. They wanted to do something today. 
They wanted to be able to inspire 2021 during COVID. I was like, I'm with that. Let's get it then. Let's go. I'm with you. Here's my time. Here's my money. You go. I will follow. You lead. I will follow you now. Young people, I'm going to follow you. Let's go. I, I'm going to be behind making sure nobody gets left behind. But you guys got to keep moving forward because this is not about me. It's about us and these platforms you can use because we're going to do it together. But in this second, I got to remind you about this. Speaking of that, that reminds me of my four sisters. And if you haven't had a chance to check out this brand, you got to check it out. www.foursistersclothing.com. We're growing. You're growing. We're going to grow together. We are going to grow together. Please leave your comments at thepushwithkb at gmail.com. For that moment, my energy was so, you know, it was there. Hopefully you're enjoying what I'm trying to bring. We're pushing through some challenging times. We're doing it together. And I've played it a few times because Coach Tiller used to do that for me. He used to make us believe to buy in. And he would say, hey, he played a song over and over again. It wasn't this one, but... Take this with you for the rest of the week. Please allow for people to listen to this. It's Black History Month. Be proud about being black. Be proud about being alive. Be proud about being all, I mean, ally. We can all work together to change lives. And let's take moments to do this. this It can pay off. But let's do this together. And I'm going to leave you with this. It's your boy KB. I'm pushing out of here. Listen to this and think about it. Can you do a little bit more tomorrow? Say what? I love this. Rise up. It's your boy. I'm out of here. It's your boy KB pushing out of here. Peace.